just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. going on everybody and welcome back to the a show the kings of pro wrestling podcast i am justin here with meals and of course as always bring you all of this great content every single week on the a show rc channel so make sure you subscribe to us to get this show shows like the war report as well as spot callers and a new show that we have just debuted this week called the rewriters room with the homie armand and his crew Rewriting some of the most legendary moments in WWE history. This week, it's Brock Lesnar. Milos, have you got a chance to listen to it yet? Of course. I mean, yes, like multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but yeah, I, 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 I helped with the, the coordination of that show going on. But I want to just say, you know, congratulations to Armand. You know what's so interesting about this? When it, and you know what? Maybe I was going to wait till... Uh, of course, you have to introduce our guest coming up. You know what's so interesting about this? So Armand's first appearance on the show is because he won the Royal Rumble pool yeah. in January. And then seven months later, boom, you know, did such a great job, you know, wanted to wanted to contribute to the network anyway, had an idea for a show. Now he's featured on the network in full with his own show, The Rewriter's Room. Shout out to Channing. Shout out to CC. Shout out to everybody on that show. It's a great concept. Um, it's, a, it's a lot of a fan concept. So I'm very, you know, I'm very interested. I love pretty much everything that I've heard on the first episode and can't wait to hear everything that they got moving forward. I've, you know, I've heard some plans of what they got planned. And I'm just going to say you're going to want to tune in and subscribe because it's going to be fun. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and of course, I mean, we 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 remiss to forget our uh, guest here. Uh, what, who's coming to get you, Mills? And uh, you know, Brooklyn things. <laughs> it's usually, just, you know, usually the cops come in like the hour mark of our show. Now it's, it's, uh, well, I'm, I'm starting to get worried <laughs> a little bit. Well, you know, daylight savings, something. I don't know. Whatever we say. But uh, as as Mills mentioned, Armand was the first uh, winner of the Royal Pool back in January. And damn near nine months later, we have the second winner of the Royal Rumble pool here today. Of course, we're talking about the man behind the Black Variant plan himself, Mr. X, the exalted, the the exiled, the everything, the, uh, eight, the, the 18th account <laughs> is, on, <laughs> is on the show today. I'm everything but legal at this point, honestly. Uh, it's, um, it's a pleasure being on the show today. I'm currently watching Jimmy Butler. Put TJ Warren in the full Lashley, so everything's good in the world right now. Shout out Mark, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to Mark. Well, listen, listen. Speaking of shout out to Mark, he's on. He's uh he's one of the crowd people on that thing. So if you see him in the background, just know that Mark is actually at the game. Oh man, we gotta get some gifts on that. We gotta get some memes on that. We need new stickers for the RNC channel. 
But it seems like oh. whenever Mark goes to the game, they get completely walloped. So he needs to stop going to the games. <laughs> whether whether virtually or in person, Mark needs to stop going to Heat games altogether. Are you trying to say Mark is bad luck? Absolutely, he's bad luck. <laughs> he's absolute bad luck. Uh, but also, of course, Mark, he hosts RSPN on the Elite Media channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that as well for uh, RSPN and the Play for Keeps podcast. They're, they're doing a lot of work over there. But uh, we're doing a lot of work here on the A Show this week. We have two shows to predict this week. We have NXT TakeOver 30 and, of course, WWE SummerSlam. But before we get into that, let's get into the news for the week. Not a lot of stuff going on. In fact, we're going to kind of weave the news into our predictions this week, if that's cool with you guys. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, there's so much. I mean, there's so much. I don't want to say little things because some things are... Some things are huge. <laughs> Some things are huge. Some things are huge. I think probably the biggest news that maybe we have to start with on this thing is probably the most Vince McMahon thing ever, mm-hmm. and that's the Thunderdome. <laughs> oh, fire. <laughs> fire. Uh, it was announced uh, early this week that WWE would be moving SummerSlam to the Amway Center in Orlando. It had been rumored for a while that this was going to be the location. Last week, we started seeing the production trucks pop up, and we were saying, okay, this might be happening. But we got the full plan uh, this this week from the WWE. They're going to be taking residency in the Amway Center for the foreseeable future, holding Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views in the building, which will now be rechristened into the WWE Thunderdome, and these are going to be live shows, everyone. So we're, go- we're going right back to live shows. We're going back to some sense of normalcy in the past four or five months that, you know, we, that we have not had. What have, you know, X, what did you think when you heard about this? First thing I heard about it was, remember that report that came out like two or three weeks ago when they said they wanted to do the draft, but they were waiting for a big show to do it? Yeah. I think the draft is imminent. Uh, and we're going to talk about that later with the NXT predictions. I think some people might be losing this week because they're coming back to Raw. Yeah, absolutely. That that definitely makes sense. What about you, Mills? You know, I <laughs> I'm sorry. I was distracted by something and I'll let you know what I was distracted by immediately after this thing. But I love it. I mean, quite honestly, it's the atmosphere, it's creating this new thing. It's uh it's it's the entire Thunderdome concept. I mean, the name itself seems big and they've managed to coin it and it was actually even featured on my local news channel that wwe thunderdome friday live everything that it's kind of the closest thing i think right now we'll get to normalcy other than roman reigns currently not being in the ring yeah for sure um and, and again uh kevin dunn who is like very much like the phantom of the opera in a lot of ways behind wwe production uh revealed uh, that the setting is going to, which is going to be unveiled on Friday. So of course we know SmackDown is going to start the whole weekend off. It's going to be like again, we're getting a a a view into how these big four weekends will work this week as well. Uh, and it's going to have pyrotechnics, drone cameras, and video boards. So um, we're going to see the return of the of the SmackDown and Raw sets. Thank God. I, I think that you know right before everything happened. I was really a big fan of the SmackDown set. I really like the Raw set. I, I love the, the the half pipe. I'm glad to see that returning. I mean, the concept, of course, is that you know we're we're, we're going to go back to to normalcy. We're going to get all of the regular, uh, you know, the the regular fixins, all of the regular sets. I'm so glad about that. But I think more than anything is that the shows are going to be are going to be live again. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm really excited for this. Honestly, this is like we keep talking about this, but uh, WWE is really the only one who can pull this off. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I mean, we're bearing the lead here. You can, they're also going to have a virtual fan experience as well, where you can sign up at www.thunderdome.com so you can register for a virtual seat on, on the show. Uh, and this is going to be beginning next Monday on Raw. So are you, are, sh- should, we, should we try and sign up for this? Um, you guys do it, and I'll see how it goes, and then you let me know how it goes. Oh, guys, <laughs> come on, man! Come on, Mills, get on camera, bro. What a f- have you sat? All right, you, me. First of all, you don't even sit for the entire two hours of SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but actually, I don't know if it's gonna work for me because because yeah, you're on the West Coast. Yeah, that's gonna be weird. I mean, to be yeah. fair, Raw is like mostly good, so like we don't have to worry about SmackDown. So, oh my god, Raw, okay. I'm a floater. <laughs> Raw, I'm a floater. Raw, I'm there, and I'm then I'm not, and then I'm back again. Like, it just I might open anime to watch during Raw. I'm, I'm a floater, so but I don't do know. Not, don't admit this on the show. Don't admit this on this show. <laughs> Come on, man. You're, what kind of you don't even watch the product. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that is the Thunder Zone. But one show can I, that go ahead. Can I can I actually can I interest you in the news that actually distracted me and threw me off? It's gonna be very short news. What is the news? What is it? So there has been reports via Instagram that Lars Sullivan may be training for a return. Uh, All right. Listen, we deal enough with Gary and Cross. Do we really need Lars Sullivan back? It it threw me off, but Lars Sullivan, as you know, has been missing. I don't think, I think he was supposed to debut. Well, no, that was last year where he was supposed to debut at the Royal Rumble and then got like (laughs) social anxiety and kind of couldn't do it aka um, biggie came down with the with the with the tape gloves no i, I, I wasn't called economic anxiety is that what we call it nowadays? <laughs> yeah. oh my god but i mean he was on tv i think the last time we kind of saw him was he was like defeating like lucha house party or something at some point and then he just kind of disappeared off tv <laughs> and kalisto bursted him on tv <laughs> yeah so i mean I'm just saying, I don't want this to become a, a, a point right now because I'm sure we can talk about it right when Lars Sullivan returns, but might see a Lars Sullivan return in the future. It's going to be a very different locker room than the one that he that he left. It's just, I mean, just a different world in general. So right. I, I'm interested in seeing, I mean, Jackson Riker and his, and his crew have not been on TV for months. So I don't know where he's going he's gonna to sit. I mean, again, like, and I will talk about this later when we talk about certain people on NXT, but it's like, you know, I bet he's glad that there's no, there's no crowd because no chance will have him feeling woozy for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for damn sure. Uh, but speaking of the Thunderdome, uh, there's going to be another show that happens this weekend. that's going to take place there. And that is NXT takeover 30. Um, the return to arenas for NXT in some capacity here. Uh, but we're going to get to our predictions for that. It, and it's a show that it's been built for the past for, for the past uh, couple of weeks uh, on, I mean, a really a bit, really a, a big match, two big matches between Keith Lee uh, and Karrion Cross, as well as Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. But we're going to get down to the matches that uh, we pretty much know about. This was originally supposed to be TakeOver Boston. So this was originally supposed to be uh, taking place over SummerSlam weekend in Boston. Of course, that has changed. Uh, but let's get into the show here. First match. Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano or Rich Holland 
versus Finn Balor or Velveteen Dream ladder match for the vacant NXT North American Championship. There's a lot of loosey-goosey stuff here because we have to kind of decide and predict here who is going to make those last two slots. Is it going to be Johnny Gargano, Rich Holland, Finn Balor, or Velveteen Dream? Oof. If I were them... Go ahead. Well, go... Nah, if I were them, I would probably put Gargano and and, ba- and Balor in it. Because I feel, personally, I feel like as good as these up-and-coming guys are, the match needs a little bit of a star power as like a little bit of a dash of something on it, just to a little spice it up a little bit. Um, and not that, you know, these guys have held, I think, I don't know if Finn Balor has, but he hasn't held the North American Championship as of yet. But, um, you know, just a little spice, just something, a, a couple of veterans who kind of know their way around. Um, so that's what I think. What do you guys think? Uh, you, you might hate this, but I, I think they will keep Gargano in it. But they're, I, I think they're going to go all in with Velveteen here. I, he, he just turned heel last week on his return. Um, I think they're, the long run is going to be the Finn Balor, uh, Velveteen thing. The only thing that's keeping me away from that is that Balor doesn't lose that often. He doesn't lose unless chicanery is afoot. Let's yeah. be real clear about that. <laughs> He's hashtag protected. Yes. And, and, it, and it's weird because um, Balor is like, he's ever since the Walter program got lost, he's been really lost on the brand. I think they had a clear, they had a clear direction for him. I mean, even before COVID happened, he was showing up with NXT UK. He was terrorizing Imperium. And now he's just kind of lost and shows up whenever he wants to. I think mm-hmm. to give him some direction, they might do the Velveteen program and have the demon come back maybe at the October uh, takeover, maybe. Hmm. That could be interesting. That's not a bad idea. Um, however, um, I mean, looking at the match here, looking at the people that have been most pushed, looking at everyone here, like Bronson Reed's been pushed really well for the past couple of weeks. He just defeated Damian Priest, who's been, you know, who's they've been putting a lot behind in the past year. Cameron Grimes has been being pushed very heavily uh, on these shows. He won a triple threat between Kushida and Dream last week. And I mean, between it's, to me, it's between these three. And I think the person who would benefit from it the most would be Cameron Grimes, so he could go into a feud with Bronson Reed. Ooh. I, you know, the thing about the... It, it's interesting. I personally... All right, if I had to pick, I would probably say Damian Priest. And I'll right. say Damian Priest. Just because I feel like the the lineage of the NXT North American Championship, it's always been given to the guys who've like, you know, who have, I'm not saying Cameron Grimes hasn't worked hard, but someone where you've seen like clear progress and where they started and kind of where they're at now. And I think even with the Damien Priest thing, him turning face, him, you know, kind of elevating himself. He had the match with Finn Balor a couple of a month ago or so really mm-hmm. shocked everybody. I think they're going to go in that direction with Damien Priest. I mean, to me, it's, it's a good one, but if, if it's definitely got to be one of those three, I mean, yeah, for sure. What about you, X? Oh, man. I don't want to see Cameron Grimes with a title. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with Cameron Grimes, baby? He's not in the ring, man. But, like, I don't want to hear him talk, man. He sounds like he's <laughs> going to say the N-word at any second. So I'm all oh, done that. Um, Damian, I would not mind Damian Priest getting the title. But unless there's some chicanery within, I got him beating Vel- Velveteen, and I got him winning the title uh, on the on Saturday. Ooh, so prediction. So we, I mean, it's safe to go with Finn. I mean, the, the safest bet you can go with on NXT is Finn. He wins all the time. He's, he's undefeated in the takeovers. 
or not undefeated, but he's won like 11 times in a row or something like that in takeover. So he, he ain't lost since he lost to Joe. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so there you have it. Um, but I, we, we, we have talked about, uh, we have talked about Velveteen dream, but not really the reaction to his return. Um, Triple H went on an interview. He had a conference call this week and said that they couldn't find anything about uh, the Velveteen Dream, alle- Velveteen Dream allegations, which has caused, of course, an uproar. It did not go over very well. And I'd say, like, from what I've seen, it's pretty much 50-50 split. I think 50% of people are like, okay, they're glad that they said something. Um, they're glad that someone at least took accountability. And they're also glad that this is, you know, they just got put in the open. They said they didn't find anything and let it go. The other 50 are saying it's a lie. Uh, I mean, there's all types of like, you know, theories about this Velveteen Dream situation right now. Uh, where do you all stand on this? <laughs> I feel like the nature of the allegation is like particularly damning. Like that's a stain you can never get off, no matter like how good your evidence is, you know? Yeah. Um, it's sort of like the Enzo thing. Cause I mean, the Enzo thing, he, he can't, it came out that he was innocent but it still stained him. And because of Enzo, who Enzo is as a person and his reaction to it, it actually made him look worse than if yeah. it actually happened. But with the Enzo thing, like, he got off because there was a lack of evidence. Not necessarily because he didn't do it, but because they couldn't prove he could do it. He didn't, yeah. you know? With the dream thing, like, so many people came out with it. It was like, yo, if he doesn't get caught this time, what the fuck's going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I can see how, like, and there's been, like, reported issues with dream backstage before so i can see how this just like exacerbates everything you know what i'm saying um with that being said if they didn't find anything you can't you don't really have a reason to hold them off tv you know what i'm saying exactly and i mean tinfoil hat or not what do you think like i i don't really know like if there is like such a huge conspiracy to hold somebody down and, 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 you know, live or something like this, I, I would like to know, of course, everyone would like to know what the process was for them to, to figure this out. I, I know that a bunch of companies do have relationships with Instagram and Twitter to find out the, the validity behind these things. But, you know, WWE isn't exactly, they don't have to tell us anything about it. And, and I think that's the most frustrating part. Yeah, I think, you know, it's particularly interesting well, actually, in terms of not having to say anything about it, I think they do. I mean, they don't necessarily have to. Don't get me wrong. It's free will. They can do anything. They run their own business. But I do think a business that actually does like target children in some sort of aspect, target, you know, these are and, and then even for personally Velveteen Dream himself, like kind of imagine what he's going through right now. And all the hate and all the things he he says he's denied it. He's done all these other things. But it's like you said, like X said, it's a stain that kind of like stays there. Yeah. Um, So I, you know, if I were Velveteen Dream, you know, personally, I did it as well. I would love there to be a double source that the company went and searched for it as well. I allowed them to. It's kind of fine. Blah, blah, blah. And they said that it was inconclusive. They've really found nothing. It was doctored or whatever the hell it was. I'm personally fine with that. Um, whether people believe it or not, that's kind of on them. Um, but I mean, at this point, it's kind of it's falling in. It is what it is. Category. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because it, it, it definitely is. <laughs> not much you can do. Yeah. There's not much that we can kind of do all after the fact. They've done if WWE and they have accountability over it, which is what I like more so because now they're out openly on record saying that we found nothing as opposed to like leaving it up in the air. Yeah. Um, so if, so a, if it does come down 
if it does come down, they better have something to save their asses with. And that's really right right now. Like Mm -hmm. if if it is a cover up and they are lying, they better have a hell of a defense if something else comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm exactly. 100%. And dream. You better fucking thank your lucky stars, brother. (laughs) This year's working boots on, man. He better. Cause he's a, he's under the microscope right now. I mean, I looked at the, the Instagram post immediately after he was posted. And I would say probably like 40% of the people are like velveteen dream or something along those lines. (laughs) So yeah, it's a, he's got to put on his working boots. He's got to kind of, you know, I don't even know if that will dispel it, at least in 2020. I mean, it's, it's weird. It's it's wrestling. If he puts on a five-star match, they're going to forget about this shit. Listen, I'll tell you the only thing that doesn't not really help him right now with that Antonio Brad Antonio Brown ass go go T he got on. Cut that shit off. <laughs> Cut that shit off. Yeah. 100%. And and, and, and team's smart. He knows exactly what he's doing with that with that go T. And I thought about the same thing, uh, X when I saw it. I was like, is he trying to like like mirror himself as him? Because I, I, I he's not a dumb guy. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but enough about him. Fuck it. Um, we also have Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. Of course, this match has been being built for the past month and a half uh, between Tegan Knox, uh, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, all of that going on. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, what much? I mean, there's not much you can say here. I think this is the most safe pick I think we could all have on this show, right? I feel like it's more so on a, an, an account of like. Okay, now it's your turn. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you've been here long enough. You know, you haven't got a title shot. She's probably in there complaining, like, yo, all of them get title shots in. And I, you know, I don't get no title <laughs> shot. But <laughs> she's probably complaining with all of that. And uh, you know what? I don't even want to say that because it could be damning. I don't want to actually say she's complaining. It's a joke. But, <laughs> you know. She is she was complaining on air. She was complaining on air. So, you're, so you are right. She was complaining on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think it's more so a fact like, okay, let's see what Dakota Kai can do. She's been here for a number of years working her ass off. This is her first true opportunity on the takeover stage to have that takeover match and do all these things that we know that she can do. I'm personally not a fan of Dakota's heel persona. I'm still not a fan. Um, so I personally think Io Shirai will beat her ass. So, <laughs> but... <laughs> But you know, that's just my opinion. What do you guys think? This is ah oh, fuck. This is gonna hurt. But um, I think Dakota Kai is gonna win, um, only because mm. I think Raquel Gonzalez is gonna come back, call some chicanery, and cost EO the belt. And I think EO might be getting drafted soon. Mm. So this is one of your predictions. Yeah, I think EO is getting drafted to SmackDown because Lord knows they need something else. Like, let's be honest here. And if Sasha is supposed to be winning the shit or whatever on SmackDown, obviously we need new people to spice that shit up. So, uh, what about Carmella? What about Carmella, bro? <laughs> Who? Why you do that? Carmella ain't bother nobody. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if if EO would go this early. I would. I always figure Mania next year, but she has been on the brand for two years. This technically, if things would have shaken up, I, I don't. I, here's the thing: I don't know if she would have gotten the title if we still had crowds and there was no COVID, right? Like, I don't know if that would have been a shoe in for me with her. Like, well, maybe if she had, if she didn't get injured during that time that she did got injured, because I feel like 
her getting injured as she was on momentum to kind of be a, a, a main contender for the belt at that time. And I'm talking about the late December, early January type of field, um, because I felt like they were going in the Bianca versus Shayna versus EO type of thing or Bianca, Rhea, EO or something along those lines. I felt like they were going in that direction. And then they chose when she got injured. OK, she's cooled off a little bit. Let's heat her back up. Let's put her on the top of the brand type of thing. I especially with Rhea doing her main roster thing, which now, I mean, make it make sense. Um, and then all the uh, the call up of Bianca and a lot of different things. I think she's going to. I would say she's staying for a bit unless Asuka needs help, which is what I would. I figured they would slot her in. Not that I'm like saying, oh, Asians team up, but I've knowing WWE, they worked together before. They were, they were yeah, I think WWE would slot her in that fact, especially there's a pay-per-view coming up and they seem to love Asuka versus Bailey and Sasha matches. So. I mean, they're the hottest women on the brand. We're going to get to that in a second. I think Io Shirai is going to win here. If she was to get called up, I, which I do think she is, I would do it after whatever, October, November. Like the, the, the October takeover that's taking over, uh, the, that's making up for the, uh, the takeover that we missed this summer is really throwing me off right now. So I don't know if we're going to get war games. So I would imagine November. But EO, she's going to, it's like her, what, second defense, third defense? I think she'll definitely take this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, <clears throat> we have Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee. Right now, it's a regular ass match. I really hope uh, they change that. I hope they make it no DQ because I don't want to see, like, you already know there's going to be a bunch of BS and overbooking here. Um, I also think that that is a reason why that there's no tag team titles being defended on the show because I do think Imperium's going to have a uh, they're going to have a, a say or or a position in this match as well as the only real like few you know few that the undisputed era has right now. But um, this match is happening. This has been going on for almost two months now uh, with Adam Cole, of course, the, the drama on the radio show, and then the the kick her around the world that, that, that apparently destroyed and ended NXT a couple of weeks ago. But this is going to happen. And I'm honestly kind of scared about how they're going to book this. Uh, NXT hasn't done this type of match before. Not to say that they can't, but it's typically not in their realm to decide, let's bring in someone from outside of the wrestling world to face someone within the wrestling world, because this is a very wrestling strong, very wrestling heavy, very wrestling oriented show. They, they make their takeovers are typically known for like, okay, we're stealing the show here. So for them to have an attraction type of match is very, very different from the normal things. And I think it could be received badly if it does happen badly. Um, With that said, I think a stipulation, it would have to be Pat McAfee would need some goons in the truck. And if they don't establish these goons by tonight or, you know, whenever this NXT airs, then we're not going to then it would be weird to kind of have a stipulation where Undisputed Era could just literally show up and just stomp the hell out of him, which I would yeah. love personally. I thought it's going to um, be a street fight. It should be. It, there's, a, there's no other stipulation matches on the card. So, I mean, I mean, other than the ladder match, like there's no other like single stipulation on the card. Like it would fit. It would make sense. Like just leave the ladders alone and they could still do the street fight. Mm-hmm. Like just put tables and chairs out. I, I, I don't know what to expect here. I know damn well, like, Adam Cole better win. That, that's the only thing that, that better happen here is Adam Cole winning, and he better do it in, in dominant fashion after all the chicanery. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, 
because these type of matches could really go any type of way. You know what I'm saying? Like and, Adam Cole could yeah. win. We watched John but, to Johnny Laurinaitis, bro. All right, man. Anything. Yeah. Possible. Here's a night. Not even so much that, but like you have. You have someone else win, then it's a headline. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like NFL, former NFL, et cetera, et cetera, defeats thing. Then you have all the headlines and the thing on the next day. You get more people attracted to NXT. Hopefully more people watch NXT. I'm thinking that's what they want out of this. So I don't, I don't think you give Cole that many back-to-back L's like that. Just lost the title. You just... They just have to figure it in a way where it can lead to something else. So you kind of just get rid of. I don't want Pat McAfee to win. I want whatever happened, <laughs> whatever happened to Tommaso Ciampa. Remember Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Johnny Gargano, <laughs> and then Finn turns on Johnny, and then they stomp the <laughs> hell out of Ciampa. I want that. Uh, I need that energy. <laughs> Injected, it's so legendary. Injected in my veins. I want that p- for Pat McAfee. Um, I'm not sure if we'll get it because WWE likes to throw us off in these type of things. So I'm I'm going to actually abstain from calling this match because I don't even want the possibility of I got to see it. Yeah. I got to see go. it. I got to see. It. I got to see. Yeah, it. I, I got to see it. Um main event, I guess that well, there's no fifth match on this, which is odd to me. I think they will probably add a fifth match last minute. If there was to be one, I think we spoke about this off mic. It would have to be uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus uh, Santos Escobar. I think they put a lot into Escobar from to not be on a takeover. And this, this has been the only other like long-term feud that's been like going for a lot longer than the other one. So, I mean, get, get them on there. I mean, Escobar is on two shows a week. I mean, just, just put them on the takeover card, let them open the show and then, and then keep it moving. Um, but the main event here is for sure Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. On NXT last week, we saw Keith Lee get a fireball to the face, a Hadouken to the face, and uh, kind of it, it gave the it gave the, the match a lot more heat. I, I got to say, like I, I've been into the oh, build for this. Bro, did you did you mean that pun? Come on, man. What? <laughs> what? What did I say? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> You oh, start with, please. Come on. <laughs> what did I say? I really don't. Did I say heat? Yes. Yes. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't mean. It, I didn't mean it for it to be a pun. Um, they they put a lot more stank on the on the feud. Oh please! <laughs> All right, now All right. get out. Uh, uh, <laughs> I do it. I I I have to say I I've been I've been digging the, the actual build up. I I know we're all a, a bit apprehensive about how the match will go, but they have made it feel like a big time thing in a way that they haven't. In any NXT title match this year, really, I mean, you got to think we were just having Adam Cole versus Velveteen a couple months ago. And now we have these two big kind of like unstoppable forces meeting for the first time in the ring. And, and there's definitely like an element of like, you know, these two want to hurt each other. And that's what I dig about it. I, you know, everything that happened last Wednesday, I'm in approval of because I do think, you know, pun intended, it definitely added a little bit more heat to the actual match itself. But we, we've had this discussion I'm not sure where they go. I don't think it's personally Karrion Cross is ready to hold the NXT Championship as of yet. This is me. Me either. Me this either. is me looking at him from just really kind of looking at the last show and just kind of seeing like he's not even like a I don't think the character is even fully formed as of yet. Same. I don't even think he's fully there with the character as of yet. I think he's still playing the role, but he hasn't fully 
envelop the character. Now, could this match go away in establishing more of the character and who Karen Cross is? Yes. You don't have to have it by him winning, though. I have got Keith Lee winning this. I don't think it's time to take it off Keith Lee as of yet. I, I too, am predicting Keith Lee wins it. I think it's going to be a crazy, um, a crazy like match. I think it's going to be like, I, I think we're, it's not going to be the last match. I, I do think we're going to see them fighting again, at least in the at least for the October uh, takeover. But I, I see this being like a really heavy hitting match, and I think that Karrion is probably going to he's going to shock us. And I think that, you know, Keith has just been such a magnificent character, not only just champion, just a great character on the show. You want to keep him on top and you want to keep him as a strong, dominant champion. So that's where I go to. What about you, X? I think Keith Lee is winning, but, yo, this is about to get real negative. It's about to get real violent in this one. Oh, as boy. violent as you can get in a singles match with no DQ, um, with no no DQ, it's going to get negative. Right. So, it's, they're gonna get real stiff if you feel me. No, you know, no homo. You feel me? But uh, <laughs> wow! Do you remember when uh when Braun stiffed Brock in the middle of that Royal Rumble match? It's gonna be like that. I I, I want it to be like that. I don't. Well, I don't know. I, I don't, don't feel know. that from this match. It, it, it'll feel. It'll probably. It'll, yeah, I do agree. It'll be, it'll be violent, but I also think that it'll look like one of the the Dijak Keith Lee P, PWG matches. Like, yeah. I, I think it'll feel like that. It'll, it'll be ve- it'll be a lot of spectacle, but it won't have much to do with like chairs and tables and shit like that. It'll be spectacle in terms of like I, I do love with what they've done with Keith, where they have kind of um, diminished the super acrobatic stuff that he does. And they've mm-hmm. left it for big time, like big matches. And I think, if the, you know, when you bring it back for matches like this and it shows he had to pull all of this stuff out to beat this guy. I think that means a lot more. So. I definitely want to see that, and I, and I think that that's the type of um, glamour that we want to see from this match. But I still got Keith Lee winning it. October might be a different story, you know, but I still see him having that title uh, going into the fall. Quick um, question. Do you yeah. guys see Scarlett getting involved? Yes, but I see Mia Yim being the, uh, being the equalizer to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, it's a. I think personally, it's a disservice to have someone ringside and not get involved in the match. Like to have them out there, and for them not to be a factor in some sort of way. I think it's a disservice, just in a wrestling type of thing. But I, I think this is going to be a real shot for Karrion Cross to kind of prove is he NXT like the full stamp of approval, stamp brand approve of NXT like. And it, it's it's weird that it's taking them here because normally, you know, they had the Tommaso Ciampa match, but normally it's another type of match. Normally there's another measuring stick. Stick. That um, used to be it used to be Ono or it used to be, uh, right. you know, somebody else on on the car like that or, or like with the the type of trial by fire that Riddle had in his first year. Right. They, they usually have that. Yeah, and and he just doesn't this time, and maybe this is that, but. I think everyone's going to be kind of watching closely to see where things go from here. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Let's let's tap into WWE SummerSlam from the MF Thunderdome on Sunday. I, l- l- let me let me handle this one. Sir. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. SummerSlam is here. It is coming once again, like you said, from the Thunderdome on Sunday. The tagline: "You'll never see it coming." Does that throw anyone in any part of direction for anything on this show? Yeah. Uh, a couple RKOs. <laughs> you know I mean? um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I like I said uh, last week. I think I don't think that the uh, you'll never see it coming is for Orton. I think it's definitely for the for Retribution who grew in size over a week. Hmm. I mean, legitimately in size, like they're they literally people. yes, they are taller. <laughs> they are literally taller people this this week, and I think it's hilarious. Yes, it it is interesting. Um, just kind of everything that they've been building towards the show. We've talked about it over the last couple of weeks that the show has just been, it just has the fire beneath it that I think you want worthy of a SummerSlam, of a big four match pay-per-view. I mean, we've had all these matches. A lot of these are carrying over from the Extreme Rules or probably could have happened on Extreme Rules or something along those lines. But they're carrying over to this pay-per-view and it kind of finally feels, SummerSlam finally feels like the big ultimate here we go. This is the summer. This is how we end in things here. Mm-hmm. But let's go through the matches themselves. Obviously, we got to start off. I mean, this match to me, it has kind of, you know, it's continuing from the WrestleMania program, but also <laughs> has been a very exciting kind of back and forth. Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Raw Tag Team Championships on the line. How have you guys felt about this feud thus far, especially with Montez Ford now returning after being poisoned? Um, by Zelina. By Zelina. By Zelina, as we found out, I, which I love the reveal. I, I love the reveal. I love the reveal of these type of things. I love Samoa Joe kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I sent him a video. <laughs> you know, the video has been going all around. I was like, damn, what's going on? And then you put it together. Oh, I don't know if I like that when it was revealed, he returned on the show at the same kind of week. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, he pulled up with, with hands, so I can't even be mad at it. <laughs> he, not only did he pull up with hands, had a whole match scheduled and everything like that. That's why, <laughs> that's why I'm like, uh, maybe we shouldn't have done this the same week. But here we are. Um, Street Profits or Andrade and Angel Garza, who you guys got? Um, this storyline has gone on for a really, really long time. It's actually like crossed through a different storyline and got right back to Andrade and Angel. I'm so tired of this stable. I think that they look like complete goofs and have looked like complete goofs since after Mania when Andrade or, or when Drew beat the whole the whole squad in one night. Um, I, I, again, like I think there's so much more for Andrade. I think he's done the stable thing. I think he's done a great job with it. I think he, it's time for him to move on. Um, but at the same time, I think the Profits, they need a tag team to go against. The, the Raw tag team you know, division is very shaky. And tag teams in general in WWE are very shaky. Like SmackDown to me had a stronger a stronger division, and now it's completely like cut at the legs now. But I mean, Street Profits need someone to go against, and I think that these are the best guys to do it. They've been facing each other for a really long time now, and I really think it would be a disservice to make them drop the titles to these guys. So I'll have the Street Profits winning this. X, what you got? I'm I'm stuck between like wanting the Profits to win and sick of seeing Andrade lose all the time. Um, <laughs> I think, yo, break fair, them out. Very break fair. out Andrade and Angel, bro. I'm sick of this. They don't do nothing but lose. They don't do nothing but get their heads kicked off. Split Andrade. I don't I don't know if they make them go back to the U.S. title since the Hurt Business and Apollo's a thing still. Um, build Andrade back up, man, because, like, he's really at the pits right now. I All right, so I have a hot take in this match. This feud is not over. <laughs> and... Andrade and Angel Garza will, in fact, win the tag team championships here. 
I think it's been going on for quite some time. They won at WrestleMania in a kind of like, I guess, an iteration of this match when you have, you know, old suspended boy uh, in this match instead of Andrade. You shall but, not be named. Yeah, <laughs> you shall not be named. But I do think Andrade and Angel Garza have the potential, if they do win this match, that you extend this feud and you can kind of hide the deficiencies within the Raw Tag Team division by kind of continuing this, especially considering, I mean... All this now plays in the fact that there's a whole pay-per-view the following week <laughs> with one show to actually hype up this pay-per-view, which is insane. But here we are. There has um, to be like like four matches on payback. It's going to end yeah. at like 9 o'clock. Like, there's no way payback is a full-length pay-per-view. <laughs> like, we have to do predictions next week for payback. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yes, 100%. Um, but with the, And we still won't know the matches because... Friday Night SmackDown will not have aired uh, until well, then. We could guess at like, a couple of them, right? It'd have to be an AJ match. Matt Riddle, Baron Corbin will probably happen at Payback. Well, here's the thing. What, why are they... And and not the thing with this whole program, but what do they have against AJ on pay-per-views? I don't think he want to work. I don't think he want to do it. I don't think he wants to <laughs> I think he got the title like that last time, that year-long reign. He don't want to do that no more. Yeah. I think they burned him out, honestly. I think... Uh, He's, a, he's really underachieving with these SmackDown shows, in my opinion. Like, and no, not he's that having he's, great matches. Yeah, he's having these great matches, but it's like, do it on a pay-per-view. Be the guy in the middle of the card who brings the card up. You know Mills, what I'm saying? Like, Mills, are you trying to see Grand Man Elite on a pay-per-view, bro? Is that what you're trying to see? <laughs> no, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to see AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy. I mean, AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy on SummerSlam. I think it's a SummerSlam-worthy match. I don't I'll think any. I don't think I don't want Jeff Hardy anywhere near. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want anyone who's wrestled on SummerSlam 2000 to be on this pay per view as well. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anywhere near pay per view right now. Oh my god! Well, let's go. And, let's get into the next match because here, here's the next match that I actually do think has benefited from this whole COVID situation because I strongly believe that this match was going to happen on Extreme Rules. And it got pretty much thrown off the card. We have Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville in a hair versus hair match. A very rare women's hair versus hair match in the WWE. Mm-hmm. Last time we pretty much seen it, I think it was WrestleMania 2000. No, WrestleMania 20. Yeah, there we go. You know, Molly Holly versus Victoria. I think that yeah. was the last hair versus hair match. Oh, third but, Yeah, they've this feud. They doing the damn thing. I mean, we we've got some side news to talk about because Sonya Deville. I mean, I the week that she's had is just insane. Yeah, I can't with, imagine. You know, I can't even imagine like being focused and, and being able to go out there on Sunday like that. Just just yeah. with what happened. If, if if no one is a. Uh, you know, hip to the news as of yet. Sonia Deville, actually, they arrested someone. I don't know if it's a stalker or super fan. I don't know what you'd actually qualify them who actually broke in the house with the intention to harm Sonia Deville. Luckily, she managed to get out the house and call the cops. It is a scary situation. It is a dangerous situation. We wish the best for Sonia Deville, and we're glad that everyone is kind of healthy and not unharmed and everything like that. But running, having to run back to this match as well, which is such high intensity match. Like they were both in the house. I don't know if you read. Yeah, that. I was about to say that Mandy, yeah. Mandy was in the house when it happened. Oh, Mandy was there too. Yeah, she was the friend. She was the friend. Oh wow! Oh my god! Yeah. Damn. 
<sighs> they just updated that like yesterday or like maybe later or earlier today. So yeah, it, it was um, it was definitely like because because the way they wrote the the, the article was weird because they didn't want to reveal who it was, and the article also made it seem like it was for the friend, like the person was coming for the friend. Then turns out it, it, they were coming for Sonia. And now it comes out that they were both in the house because I, I think they still live together or that they're, they're still staying with each other. But, um, yeah, really, really scary stuff between these two. Jesus. So we've had this match. I think these two, I mean, you know, granted the four weeks off that they had in between this have done a great job building to this match. Um, worthy of being on SummerSlam, Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. Who you guys got? Uh, I think Sonya been beating her ass way too much in order to win. It's a hair versus hair. It's a hair versus hair match. So it's like take that into account with the yeah. old predictions for this match. So I think Manny got to win by proxy, but like I'm not really particularly excited to see this one, honestly. Hmm, interesting. Okay. It's been a while since you? we saw them in ring. I I could, I, I could understand that. Yeah. Um, I I I love this feud. I think Sonya stepped it up a notch. I think Mandy stepped it up a notch on the mic. The only thing that I'm worried about is the fact that before we got this feud, these two were kind of regressing in the ring a lot. And mm. that has me worried, especially Mandy, who I, you know, I think we all agree we saw a lot in a couple of years ago when she when she first got right. to the roster. But well, I think I think that reason is because, I mean, they're trying to personally in themselves make the shift from being a tag team wrestler to a solo wrestler. Yeah. And I don't think Sonya Deville has had that experience being solo on NXT for a couple months before she was called up and was in a tag team kind of full time for like two or three years. I don't think Mandy Rose has had much of that experience herself. So it's kind of interesting. I can see this match kind of forming in the same way as like, maybe I don't want to say, I don't want to put them on like the old kind of like, you know, divas, but I see that kind of intensity within the match, like a sort of hatred. This storyline isn't built on like the, the other two women's matches on the show where it's like, who's actually better. It's actually a personal thing. Yeah. So I don't know if actually wrestling has to be kind of the main priority in this match. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I, but I do think, I think, I think actually you're going to eat some crow. I, I do think they're going to, they, they've been waiting for this moment. And I think they're gonna, they're definitely gonna, you know, exceed expectations. I think of most of anything on this show, like, and they've got, they've got seven other matches to go against on a really strong card. I think that shows a lot of confidence in where the storyline is going. Um, but I think it's time for for Sonya to get the snip snip. I think it's time for her to get the little pixie Katie Lane cut. Yeah, it, it'll be good for her look. Trust yeah. me. I, I mean, Mandy, huh, I'm in the cabin with it. With Mandy, you come on, man. <laughs> I'm in the cabin with it, all right? Whenever she whenever she pops up, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the patio with it. You feel me? So oh my uh, definitely God. got Mandy Rose winning this one. Uh, well, let's see. From from <laughs> from Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville to the United States Championship on Monday Night Raw, we have Apollo Crews versus MVP. This was a match that actually happened a few weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. Um, after Apollo Crews had an extended leave of absence for whatever reason it is, it's been... boat party. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't on that damn. He boat. wasn't at the boat party. The, he the wasn't story, on that damn. Sonya Mandy was the COVID vacation, <laughs> and well, Apollo. Listen. He probably got it from like Publix or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! With that said, Apollo Crews, he's been United States champion. For a couple months now, actually, yep. I would like I would actually like to take this, you know, let's take a stop. 
how's the rain been? How's Apollo been? Have he allowed you? Has he exceeded any expectations in this role as he's being pushed? I mean, he won in a really good match with Andrade, but that's a given with Andrade matches. Um, then he was gone for like a month and a half, and then he came back. So it's been good. Uh, I would say it's been much needed for him. Like he, he didn't really do much in the two or three years he's been on the main roster. So he's needed this. Um, I think I wouldn't mind the hurt business getting it though. Like there, I actually look forward to watching them every week now. I, I'm a little bit, I'm flat on his reign. I I don't hate it. I don't love it. He's been a champion for over 85 days and about 30 of those he's been gone. Um, I think that it's given him a lot of chances to be on the mic, and I think that's a really cool thing for him. He, he's never really had a lot of mic time before, and I think that they've, they've been giving him a lot. I will say, not for nothing, they have given Apollo a lot, and I, and I got to applaud them for that. They, they, have, they have let him have the title even though he wasn't there. They've carried on the program. They've even let people defend it, like kind of like defend his honor in, you know, while he wasn't there. Like They've given Apollo a lot and a lot of confidence, so I got to commend you know, the company for that. I mean, it's, it's way, way overdue. So, I mean, just a small commendation for that. But I think in terms of just the rain, he needs that one challenger. And I just really don't feel like MVP of the Hurt Business is it. And if that's all that they have for him, then, I mean, yeah, he should probably lose it to MVP because they do way more during an episode of Raw than anyone else does. They're all over yeah. Raw. And, you know, Apollo's only on these one segments. And I thought that they made him look incredibly stupid last week by losing to Shelton Benjamin. They made him look incredibly stupid again this week by making him lose to Bobby Lashley. So why would I even think that it's a – like, why, why does Bobby Lashley not want the U.S. title at this point? There's no reason. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. There's no reason why he will just give it – like, he's proven that he could beat the shit out of, of Apollo Crews every time they met. Why would <laughs> why would MVP be the one getting the belt? Like, I think they don't do him any favors for as much as they like, let him have his little cheap wins. They don't do him any favors in the way they book him against the Hurt Business. And I get that they want to keep him strong, but, like, geez, they, they really hurt you know, Apollo as, as, you know, as a character by, like, having him lose to everyone else but only beat MVP. Like, because now to me, and I think Apollo's going to win this, he goes right to Bobby Lashley, and he's still not out of this program. Mm. I'm actually going to go with MVP winning this match. Ooh. Because I, I I don't see what else there is after Apollo Crews beats MVP, to be honest with you. I mean, unless he goes back to Andrade, there's a whole pool of talent backstage, but kind of none of them have seen. They haven't done a good job, I think, kind of like like SmackDown has in kind of establishing the mid-card scene. Um, because everyone on the mid-card scene kind of plays the background. I mean, we saw that on this show of just Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, all these other things like that. I think MVP wins this match. Maybe we get Cedric within the Hurt Business on this show. But I do think that I think there's a lot more longevity. There's a lot more things to do. There's a lot more people to play with if you have MVP win this match. So I'm going to go with MVP winning at SummerSlam, weirdly enough. Okay, two two versus one. That's how y'all feel. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take offense to it. Um, boom. Let's go to probably another match on Raw. One of the most personal matches oh, on this show. One thing. One thing we didn't mention. Um, Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin are banned from ringside for this match. So, oh the, right, the Cedric thing could possibly be uh, in play. So you're right. Ooh. You're right, 100%. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm scrolling news. They considering bringing Talking Smack back? What? That's crazy. Okay. Um, Raw, Raw Talk is actually enjoyable. Raw Talk is actually enjoyable. I, I do enjoy that. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, it. 
the our truth and Charlie Caruso. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's amazing. Mills, I promise you. It is amazing. If you can see the way he makes Shayna break every single week. The only clips I've seen are the Shayna clips. (laughs) I think they literally have her back every week just so that she can break. (laughs) She gets in, tries to cut this really heel promo. He was like, nah, we're talking about these fish and chips right now. You feel me? Yeah. Make them tag team champions. Why not? I mean, I Shayna it. isn't doing anything else that anyone likes. Well, come oh, come on, come on. What are you talking about? Oh, oh man. Shayna did what, what do you mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, she was on Raw Underground facing Nia Jax. I would like to say that I predicted that on last week's show. I would like to say Mistradamus is here in the flesh, oh, in the form. Well, I, I'm just I'm just taking offense to Shayna not having anything to do. I have a I, I think, you know. They've been rehabbing her in a pretty good, in a pretty good way. I, I think that instead of just making her like do stupid shit, like bite people and cut really bad promos, like it makes sense what she's trying to do here. She had a really good win against Bailey uh, on, on on Raw, and then went to Raw Underground. So they're featuring her a lot, and I think they see a lot in her. I think that they're booking her better than what Heyman had her doing. Yeah, Yo, they even brought they even brought in um Jessamine and uh, Marina. Yeah, which is a good. I think it's a good. It's. I think it's a good indication on her direction to bring in heaters. Absolutely, absolutely. What do you Sorry, I, say? I, 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 yeah, no, I was actually about to bring up uh, Justin and Marina. Like, do y'all think they're going to be re- featured regularly now? I don't see why not. Yeah, they've already been shown on USA Network. Might as yeah, well. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think the Naya the Naya thing is a stopgap, and, and I guess we'll get to this during the Oscar thing. But yeah, the Naya thing is a, sc- a stopgap to what it's, a, I it's think, a payback match. <laughs> yeah, to, to inevitably get us to where we're gonna go in September. But uh, yeah, let, let's let's get to the next match. Yeah, well, we've got you know probably the most personal match on this card, and quite interesting because this is the first time we talked. I talked about it last month with possibly a Seth Rollins versus Goldberg match, but we've got. Seth Rollins in a situation that he actually never really finds himself in, kind of being in the ring. I wouldn't call Dominic Mysterio a non-wrestler, but he's not really kind of known as a wrestler. He's known as Rey Mysterio's son. He's and kind for the of fits. yeah, and for the you know, and for the stock experts, yes. Um, <laughs> but he's known for that, so he's kind of being put in a position right now to kind of elevate Dominic Mysterio in this match, while at the same time. Having this match as part of this major feud with Rey Mysterio, what do you guys kind of foresee this in this kind of match? Do you expect it to be, you know, a lot of chicanery, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of outside stuff? It is a street fight, or do you expect, you know, Dominic to surprise everyone and kind of want to prove everybody like, yo, I actually does this. I be wrestling. I think there's a big there's a big reason why they haven't shown him do much other than the 619. And that's because they wanted to be a surprise to see what he can do. We know Dominic's been training for at least a lot, like five, six years. He's been training to, to do this. And um, I know it's not any indication that, you know, he's, he's great or good or anything, but you have him in the ring with, and let's just stop the cap here. Like you have him in the room with Seth Rollins. And that's a guy that not only can work the style, but is works the WWE style better than anyone. I think if there's anybody in that ring that you should put him in there against, Orton's one of them. Cena will probably be another one. But right, like Seth Rollins is the guy you put him in the ring against to make him look good. And I think he's absolutely going to make uh, Dominant look good. As far as like chicanery or any type of, we said chicanery like 55 times a show. Um, it, yeah. I, despite any chicanery or, or any you know tom tomfoolery that goes on in the match, 
I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be to the benefit of it. That's why I hope that there aren't a lot of matches, even though we have an Oscar Bailey Sasha stuff to talk about in just a couple minutes. This should be the only match with a lot of overbooking in it. <laughs> I think as long as Dominic is not Kane Velasquez, we should be good. <laughs> I think we should be good and all systems go with Dominic Mysterio. I think he's got a couple of Huracanas in the tank. I think he's going to show up and show out. I think this match is going to be brutal from Seth Rollins' perspective. I think that's really kind of the only way you enter this match because you're not having that back and forth, you know, 20 minute classic with Dominic Mysterio. You're just not. So you kind of got to go in with like, okay, let's figure out how I can beat his ass a million times from, you know, tomorrow and how he can come back. Who do you guys got winning this match? That's a more interesting question. You got to you got to do you got to do Dominic here. I think this storyline has gone this storyline has gone on since we found out that Becky was pregnant in April. And <laughs> <laughs> no 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 in May, I'm sorry, in May. So about four, four or five months of storyline here. It's a lot. Well, Becky, Becky really stay off the gram, huh? Like <laughs> <laughs> she just uh, disappeared. Jesus. She, yeah, let, she, she, let, she let one more go in June and then she's been gone. <laughs> she waiting to just show up and be blow up. Like that's what she's waiting for. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you. It's been going on particularly long. I don't know if this was always like, oh, this is where we're ending up. But it's, I think it's the most interesting place that we end up. I don't really want to see Ray versus Seth again, to be honest with you. I don't think, if Dominic wins, this goes on for another round. Let's be really clear here. Um, So with that being said, I think Dominic puts up a really good fight, but ultimately gets the curb stop. Um, Yeah, man, I don't, I want to see something different with Seth. And honestly, Alistair Black has been missing for a little bit, so I wouldn't mind him coming back. Yeah, he's been teasing he, he's been teasing his comeback on Instagram for the past couple of weeks, too. So good. I mean, at least he's teasing something. I don't know why he opened the door for Bianca like that and let his wife get a completely <laughs> like that. Because you can't stop a black woman. Come on. He knows that. <laughs> he knows that. He said, come right on in. I don't want no Come smoking. right on in. You know, he you, opened the door and was like, yo, what's up? Yo, what you doing? Hold yeah, yeah, oh. relax. So what, if, what if he follows face heel dynamics in his own household? <laughs> I know, right? He's like, oh, face. What? <laughs> what's, uh, he's like, he's like what's I know that's my wife. Doing? He's like, I know that's Montez, my wife. Come but. on in. He's like, I know that's my wife, but I'm a baby face, and so are you. So go right ahead, man. <laughs> we follow the same dynamics as TV in here. Oh my god, that was so awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with actually Dominic Mysterio winning this, and then kind of like maybe we can end it there. Right. Maybe we can end it there. Maybe, but you know how they you know how they do Hell in a Cell, and they can do Hell in a Cell matches now. Now they're in the Thunderdome. Yeah, that's one. I mean, I bet that's the reason why they have the lease until October 30th. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> 100%. Um, I'm so glad for the Thunderdome. Hashtag Thunderdome. Um, let's get into another match. I think uh, we, we can, I think we can, gosh, you know what? Let's get Braun out the way. Big old yeah. Braun. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend, Universal Championship. This match has gone left, right, I don't know who's booking this shit. I don't know who's booking this shit. <laughs> Not Armand and team. Not Armand no. and team. No. No. I don't know who's booking this shit, but they are wild. I think have All right, let me ask you guys a question. 
and we could be wrong by the time it comes on Friday. Was last Friday a double turn? And I think so. Yeah, I I think so too. I think it's the only way that you could, and I guess we'll get into it in the hour. I guess I'll just go ahead with my prediction now as well. Like, it's the only way that you could have Braun still win this match and it be realistic to what the Fiend does to do a double turn. I know the Fiend will still. I've been saying this for a year, right? That the Fiend needed to be a face. He needs to be a face because you can't have him beating everyone and he has to lose sometimes. So I'm with it. I'm cool with it. I think Braun is a better heel. I think we all would agree this, right? Like Braun is a way better heel than he was a face. He's a dork as a face. Yeah, he's a huge dork as a face. I think the Fiend is actually cooler as he is a face because he could actually lose some matches and there could be some heat behind that and he he doesn't have to show up all the time either. So, I mean, it's a win-win here. I think the way they did it was really contrived and kind of weird. I think using Alexa and, and promoting physical harm to her is also really weird as well. But um, I think the match is actually a lot better with the double turn because it shows that Braun has, ter- has changed the Fiend in the way that the Fiend has changed other people. So I think that's a cool reversal of fortunes there. But I have Braun winning this because the Fiend is a face now. He doesn't need to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you're right. I had never even thought of that, but now you're right, and I kind of want to change my answer from here on out. Um, no, I think Braun Strowman is a heel. Definitely there's a lot more angles you can go to, especially as the monstrous heel, and it's a lot better than him being a face. And I think they probably should have went that way at WrestleMania, but who knows at this point. It's just Roman. I'm sure they had Roman having a very strong 70 day reign before taking it off of him or something. <laughs> but, um, you know, this whole thing, this whole feud, in- including Alexa within it, it's just been bizarre. I feel like Alexa will play something in this match. And I think the fiend, they're going to have something weird. Like the fiend r- tries to rescue Alexa yep. and then actually gets bodied by Braun Strowman yep. or something along those lines. Cause you know how um, Bruce is from the attitude era. He's from that era of like, let's make monsters and cute chicks <laughs> uh, friends. And maybe even more than friends. I Kane and Tori. I, you know, all types of uggos that get, you know, Mandy and Otis. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he's from that era. So I think that's possibly going to happen. You actually opened my eyes a lot when you just said that thing statement. So I'm going to actually go with Braun Strowman retaining as well. Yeah. What about you, X? I just want to preface my statement with there's no way either one of these outcomes are good. Uh, (laughs) With that being said, Braun retains. Roman nerfs him in a month or two. Whenever he comes back, please, Roman, if you listen to this, come back, man. We need you. Listen. They need something, man. Either Roman comes back soon or Riddle, like, send somebody to God. I need something, man. I can't do this anymore. All right. Well, I think that, I think that lends more credence to an actual regular person getting the title this fall in, in, in that be, whether it be Riddle or returning Roman Reigns if possible or, you know, somebody else. I, I think that, again, go away. We don't need these supernatural people having the belt no more. Um, we, we tried it last year. We can't, it don't work. Shout out to normal people, by the way. <laughs> I love that. Um, let's get into this match. We're going to get into both these matches at the same time. At, the, yes, at this point, yeah. this feud is so intertwined that it doesn't even make sense for it for us to act like 
they're not one match. It is one match. <laughs> this is one program separated into two match. I can't, you know, when I heard on SmackDown, I was out on Friday night. Shout out to Carlos. I was actually out with Carlos. Shout out to Two Belts. Two Belts Forever. The real Two Belts. Um, <laughs> I was out on Friday. Didn't get to watch SmackDown Live. I opened my timeline. I see the picture. After all the predicting we did last week. Oh, Rhea, <laughs> come on. Oh, man. They're doing this thing, which, you know, what we, it could be Tegan Knox. She was supposed to be called up. Da, 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 da. Bianca's there. Like, uh, And they bring out Asuka. And I said, oh, the jig is sky high. And the jig is here. <laughs> we may be making too much sense here. Maybe too much sense. Asuka and said too- she was going to make it make sense herself. <laughs> <laughs> so she showed up on SmackDown in a tri-brand battle royal. Ended up winning it over Shayna Baszler, which is, you know, interesting in itself. But she ends up winning it. And now she will face both Sasha Banks and Bailey for their respective championships in two separate matches on this show. Do we get a title change in either one of these matches? Yes. I say yes. Uh, if you listen last night, Bailey said she's going to go first. So I assume they're opening the show. I can't confirm that though. So I think Bailey's going to go first. Asa's going to lose on purpose to look like she's injured or whatever, and then beat the brakes off Sasha at the end. Hmm. That, that's my prediction as well. Um, though I, I, I do think that I th- and I'll, I'll give you one better than that X. She's going to get herself DQ'd against Bailey and take Bailey out the same way she took out Kyrie. So Bailey won't interfere in the match. Oh, shit. That's a long way to just get to the Raw Women's Championship. She could just. She, but, well, Oscar doesn't want she the SmackDown. She, but she could have just not entered the damn thing. But, <laughs> but how, how else is she going to get? How else is she, she going to. Well, again, we're theory crafting here. This is not actually yes, going to happen. I but, don't. Listen, all of this is. It's not our booking. We didn't book this. You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to explain ourselves. You know what I'm saying? With what we're given. Go ahead. Uh, I'd say, I mean, th- th- we have to, I, I think you got to do the, the big breakup here, uh, soon. Cause I mean, we don't even know we have payback a week from that and then they have to defend the tag title. So let me just say right here, Oscar's going to win the raw title back and then she's going to go into Shayna Baszler and, and Nia Jax. Cool. We're, we're, we're in agreement with that. That has to happen. Yes. There's no way, yes. there's no way this feud happens with Sasha with the raw title. Bailey retains, but then they're going to lose the tag titles. I think the bigger question here is who the hell are they going to lose the tag titles to a week from now? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, who the hell is on SmackDown? I mean, they don't have <laughs> well, it. Could be anybody. Yeah, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. It could be. Um, it could be Shotzi Blackheart and, and friggin' Tegan Knox. Yo, it, it could, could be. be Oh, I mean, that's what I predicted as well, that it would be the riot squad, but they would have to do some sort of number one contenders match really, really soon. It's not going to be Alexa and Nikki. So that's like three tag teams. They just need to win a match. Yeah, they just at this point, someone needs to win a match and put them together. What about Aaliyah? What about Aaliyah and Mercedes Martinez? Oh, nah, nah, (laughs) nah, nah. I mean, who knows? It could end up being like Asuka and someone else. Like, they've been doing this feud so... They're so like, okay, these work. Let's do this in this kind of bubble thing. It could end up being Asuka and someone else. You're like, oh, Asuka now wants to be two belts Asuka. Like, (laughs) that's what she wants now. And you never know. (laughs) 
don't know. I, I just think I, I'm done. Like I am literally, I, I, I'm like more interested in Oscar Shayna Baszler because I love the, 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 not camaraderie, but the, the uh, competition between the two where it's like, it's not, she's not trying to snake her. She, they literally it was a good moment on Raw. Yeah, it was it was a good head up moment where it's like, okay, well, I'm a, we gonna we gonna take care of this, and then we gonna go against, go against each other. And I and I like that from from what Shayna was at NXT to this. Like, yo, I really want to go head up against Asuka, even though she already beat her in the chamber. But like, <laughs> I think that it's a cool like head up moment between these two. Um, Bailey, Sasha, I'm 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 kind of getting they, I'm getting bored with it. It's, it's a little too long in the tooth for me. I agree. I agree. Um... Do you feel before we get to the main event of the show? Do you think any other matches will be added, if anything? Um, no, no. This is a tight eight match card. I'm cool with that. It doesn't need to be like when you get to nine ten matches, it goes into night one, night two territory, and I don't think they want to do that. All right, excellent. I think hopefully we'll get you know. There's some other subsidiary feuds on SmackDown and Raw that could maybe end up on a payback pay per view. I'm thinking about Matt Riddle and what's his face, Baron Corbin, um, or actually Matt Riddle, Chad Gable. Oh, you're right. Oh, no. Um, Are they still beefing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They beef a little bit. Um, <laughs> as long as the cash is still up for grabs. Let's get to the main event itself, the WWE Championship. I think this will rightfully be the main event of the show this time. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. They've done everything to make Randy Orton. They've gone back. This is like 2009 Randy Orton at this point. <laughs> They've done everything possible. To kind of really building him up as this real monster heel. Laying out old people week to week. Damn near kicked Shawn Michaels' hairline so far back that... <laughs> he no so big! <laughs> I mean, he yes, he was sitting up. I, <laughs> I mean, Shawn Michaels, you know, this is Shawn Michaels, man. He does the biz. You know what I'm saying? This Yo, all the shit I needed was when his hat fell off. That's all I needed, honestly. Oh my god! I wanted to laugh like when I first saw him with the haircut because got, it, it. I mean that that's still one of the most legendary show moments when you find out about the he haircut. He looks like Gil from The Simpsons, bro. Like it's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's what his hair reminds me of. But you know, here we are. They've done this. They've done this feud. Solid justice. Everything. I can't think of a WWE championship feud, which I feel like they've done right every kind of week. And it's actually a main event. Like, yo, this is the main event right here. Mm -hmm. It feels important. It feels really important. And Mm -hmm. and it feels like this is Drew's biggest test yet, which is, it's wild that it's Randy Orton, you know, 44, 45 years old is his biggest test. But here we are, like Randy Orton to me, when it comes down to the end of the year, Meals X, he's gonna be on our top ten list. Let's just be clear, like he's gonna be on. So Randy Orton's forty years old. He's, he's forty. He's sorry, a, my he's bad. Still a bright young splash. Don't <laughs> my, don't my Jericho bad. him. Don't Jericho him into another demographic right Boy, now. You, you know he's, what? Randy don't drink enough like Jericho does. So yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. He, he, he do look like a spry, a spry thirty five. You're right, but it, it, it does feel important. You know, that, that they have Randy not only re, kind of retracing his steps with the Legend Killer gimmick, but doing it a lot better this time. And it's a lot more potent because the legends that were legends when he was coming up are still older than him. And he could take them out where he is right now. So to me, I, I think, you know, Drew's been working for me as a champion. I'm so glad that they've, they've kept up with him to a point where now we're finally going to get somewhat of a semblance of a crowd in these shows and they'll be able to react to what he does. So, 
We got to preface this with, I think there's going to be some big chicanery happening. At you the never show, right? see it coming. <laughs> you never, that's what looming over this match for me. You never see it coming. You never see it coming. Is Retribution Randy Orton stable? And I'm going to bring this up again. I know you hated it last week. Aren't they his stable? I'm leaning more towards it now. Now that they've added people with size. <laughs> I'm leaning. <laughs> I'm leaning a little bit more towards it now. Now that I saw a couple people over six feet on there. I was like, okay. All right. They're, they obviously. And a woman. Right. There have been. I think they've been a ploy to keep everybody out of Randy Orton's business for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. Um, because this to me is a retribution being a part of Randy's sort of ideal and his orbit or something along those lines is how you kind of take Randy Orton from being, Oh, he's just being built as a heel to like, now he's all his all encompassing guy. Who's like fucking up the show. Right. And he is the heel of all heels. He is Jafar from Aladdin. He is all these, you know, he is, (laughs) he is the top. He is that guy. And, I think if Retribution gets involved, we see a new WWE champion. It's the only way to explain Drew McIntyre losing, by the way. Because yeah, he, who, who, has nerfed, who has nerfed everyone. everyone. He kicks out at one all the time. What X, do you think, you X? Think? Yo, um, yo, I really don't know. Because like, if Drew loses, what the hell does he do after this? Besides losing Randy again. <laughs> you know? Um... But Randy's on such a run, like I don't, I don't see him losing. So I got to go Randy on this. Uh, I, I got to go Drew in here because I mean, come on, guys, it's still Drew McIntyre, the guy who like kicked out of mad shit <laughs> all year. Like he kicked out of F fives. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're gonna have to do a lot. He got the mania, the SummerSlam run. Like he's okay. good. So I, I feel like he's okay with losing. I would love. Well, here's the thing: if Drew does lose, I want to. I want to see him get it back. I want to see Drew get it back and have like a two time run and take it all the way to Mania. That, like that's how much I fuck with his run right now. Like to me, he is like a top baby face, which is crazy because I wouldn't have said this a year ago. I, I just got so much confidence in this guy and and how they book him. I'd have to say it's Drew, but then they get Randy's heat back by having Retribution be his guys. I think Retribution gets involved in some way in this match. It's weird because they've been on both shows, so it's kind of like it could be sketchy. Maybe they get involved in the Universal Championship match for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, nah, nothing seems kind of close. Eh, I'm going to go with Raw. Uh, it could be if, if Drew McIntyre wins, I could still see Retribution like circle the ring. We do the, a big reveal at the end. I think Raw needs this kind of cliffhanger thing to get people to actually tune in to the damn show especially considering it's live now, which right. is a much bigger thing than it being taped. Um, you know, I think... Well, how do you think the match is going to be? Like, like just in terms oh, of, like, fire. work rate? I mean, well, actually, fire is a wrong word because Randy Orton really needs a great opponent to bring it out of him for a match to be fire. I think that's <laughs> Drew. I think that's Drew, really. Okay, I could see Drew. Drew. Drew be working. Drew be working. Yeah, Drew. The one thing Drew does not slack in his in-ring work. That man is crisp and yes, very good. The lights are going to go out during the match. Some sort of you know trash can. There's going to be something. There's going to be some sort of distraction. I'm I'm all in on retribution fucking up this match. 
All right, so quick question. Are we getting the Claymore reverse to RKO is the question. Wow. How would that even work? That's a, yeah, how the fuck would that work? That Claymore into the- I, I don't think, I don't know, but a shooting star press until RKO happens, so anything is possible. I'm pretty nah, sure that they're, they're like, working it out right now at the Amway Center. I'm pretty sure they're like working it out right now. Nah, I'm, shit. How does that even work? RKO into, I mean, I guess you would have to step out the way of the Claymore. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, step out the way it, it would be a neck breaker, right? It would be a neck breaker. Nah, point. Randy Orton don't do no, he don't half-ass a RKO, man. RKO is his gimmick. It's a that's a thing, you know. I heard people say that Randy Orton wasn't like the RKO wasn't like a uh, a mainstream like RK Randy Orton isn't like a mainstream thing that's known. And I'm like, bro, the RKO is everywhere, bro. Yeah, that's that's the I mean, Migos RKO or Migos Orton all that stuff. Like, come on, that that was definitely yeah. a, a thing on Black Twitter a couple years ago. Remember the Vine meme RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. That, all of that was, was like that, and his name is John Cena. Were on top. I mean, John the John Cena thing pushed ahead, but I definitely think Randy Orton is somebody that was like is a star or could be could be considered a star on, on the show. Again, like it's all subjective, and people try and use ratings to hit that. But it's like again, like a star in WWE is, is someone who they're pushing to the level of like a Drew McIntyre. Like after he loses the belt, I think Drew is definitely a star for them. He's someone that is going to be factored in the top programs for the long haul. Right. Mm-hmm. No. 100%. Um, but that, I mean, that's it for SummerSlam. I think I'm probably going to spend the next couple of days. I don't even know if I want to watch old SummerSlam matches. I feel like I've seen everything. They're showing everything on Fox anyway. Um, I'm, I'm going to check that out. Uh, I think it's going to be weird to have crowds. I think re- it's been really hard for me to watch like old takeovers, like which is like my thing to do. And I'm like just kind of sitting around working, like just putting on a takeover. Like I, I miss that atmosphere. And I really hope the Thunderdome at least allows you know fans to kind of get that type of, of of rowdiness back into the show. Like cut the what chance, but keep the keep the the general excitement. Right, one hundred percent. But yeah, that is uh, that is the A show for this week. Of course, I would I I you know I love when you're on the show, X. I thank you so much for for you know finding the time to do it, even though you won our contest. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I had to cash in at some point, man. Mills texted me last week, but I was like, yo, when are you coming on the show? And I was like, yo, that's a great question. Um, but, yo, we, we got something working next week. Uh, yeah, I gotta, actually, I got to record Black Variant right after this. Oh, okay. So, I'm a busy man. I feel like I'm Mills right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Mills, Mills, the hardest working man in showbiz right now. Uh, and, and, I mean, hey, we, you know, that's all, that's all we do, RNC. We work really effing hard. So if you want to, uh, you know, celebrate and appreciate our work, please, please, please subscribe to the A Show RNC Network uh, and give us a five-star review. Give us like, give us some likes. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you know how you feel about our predictions this week. And uh, we, we're going to introduce something new in terms of how we're going to rate SummerSlam. Uh, so tune in next week to find out how we, we feel about SummerSlam and what happened after the show. Um, I want to thank X, of course, the Black Variant, every single week, giving you the latest and greatest in comic book news. DC Fandom is this weekend, X. I'm in there. Yo, yo, we get, yo, it's getting positive, bro. I can't wait, man. <laughs> it's getting so positive. I'm looking at this Gotham Knight stuff, this Kill the Justice League stuff. I can't wait for any of that stuff to, to be. Yo, new Wonder Woman trailer, now I'm saying new Justice League tra- Yo. Oh, we, we eating, fam. We, we eating. eating. My things, bro. You know, I, you already know what I need. 
Ah, we eating, bro. But yes, as, as always, you can you can uh, subscribe to the RNC Radio channel to hear Black Variant. Subscribe to our uh, the A Show RNC Network to, to subscribe to us. Please, we're putting out so much great content for you guys. Please check it out uh, if you can. Uh, and until next time, please wash your damn hands and wear your damn masks. I want to go outside one day. Please, please, please do that. And stay away from people. Stay away from people. Six feet distance. Unless you're watching wrestling, they 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 go through the protocols now to do that. Uh, so <laughs> until next week uh, for X and Meals, I'm Justin. Peace out. Happy Rusev Day. 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 You did it in the show, so I can easily cut that. So I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>